Lutheran, let's begin with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount today, starting in Luke 6, 27-38. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So I know that that was a long passage, but there's so much good stuff in there, and it is so countercultural to what we are hearing in the news and in, on social media and all around us. And so I think this is such a good passage to study. Jesus' teachings were most often centered around how we interact with one another and with God. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount hits at the core of how followers of Jesus are to interact with the world around them. It's the baseline for forming a way of life that is centered on God's call. It's gritty and it has teeth and it's convicting. We live in an increasingly interconnected world. We once could say our neighbor is the person who lives next door, down the street, and maybe stretch the definition to a fellow church member. Nowadays, our neighbor could be someone in our state or across the United States or even the world. We witness our globalized world every time a new GoFundMe or Caring Bridge surfaces for someone living far away. Though we have no personal connection, maybe at best a friend of a friend, but we're still touched and moved by their story, so we give and we support them in their time of need. Social media has made it possible for us to stay up to date on people's lives from our past that we normally would lose touch with. Living in a globalized world has made it possible for us to stay more connected with folks than ever before. Our definition of neighbor is seemingly endless. Though often talked about in a negative way, this could be a gift. We're able to recognize the humanity of people and see people who live far away from us as just that, people. People who experience the highs and lows of life just like you and me. They have dreams and hopes, they have kids, they mourn the loss of their parents, they hurt one another, they garden, they cook, they share their table with friends and family, we are a shared humanity. We learn that people's lives from around the world look strikingly similar to ours. Sure, there are differences about like what they eat, the language they speak, and the types of homes they live in, but their lives have many of the same themes that ours have. The themes include God or religious practices, family, friends, work, food, aging, child rearing, education, on and on the similarities go. Potential to love our neighbor has grown so much in the digital age that allows us to see our interconnectedness. We affect one another. Our choices have ripple effects far beyond just our immediate family and friends. The spread of the coronavirus shows just how vulnerable we all are, just how fragile our world is. 
Our actions have an effect that spreads faster than we could have imagined. I think we need to focus on how much of the world has the same end goals. Others, like us, want to love their family and friends. They want a meaningful encounter with the divine. They want to work and enjoy the small moments of life. Even with all of this shared humanity, it's easy to blame others. It's easy to demonize someone who is different than you and I. It's easy to point fingers and shift blame. Considering how much coronavirus has affected and disrupted our lives, we find ourselves in a strange position right now. Our fingers point to a faceless virus. Sure, people will speculate and still try to cast blame. Yes, things have been mishandled at different levels of government. But at the end of the day, the enemy is a disease. We can't drop a bomb on, on a disease. We're at the point where we can only do our part. Again, remember how connected we all are. We must be reminded that we are in this all together. We are united under our common humanity. We have hope in a God that loves each of us individually and immeasurably. I encourage you to quiet yourself before God and ask him which one of today's lessons from the Sermon on the Mount he wants you to practice in your own life this week. Maybe it's giving a surprise generous gift to an organization you love. Maybe it's helping the family down the street by watching their kids so they can get groceries more easily. Maybe it's helping your elderly neighbor clean up their yard. Maybe it's cooking a meal for new parents. Maybe it's something even more radical. Maybe it's forgiving a debt someone owes you, even if that comes at a financial loss to you. Maybe it's giving away an old car to someone who needs one. The possibilities are endless, and I'm not going to put a limit on God's call to generosity. As I've prayed through this passage, I kept thinking about verse 36 that talks about showing mercy. I'm not the most merciful or gracious person. As a person obsessed with always doing the perceived right thing, I tend to get frustrated with folks when they don't. I have a particularly challenging relationship in my life, and so this week I'm going to do one thing each day that will hopefully encourage them and help me grow in empathy. That will include prayer, providing a meal, purchasing a small gift for their kids, writing an encouraging letter, and sending them a book. I hope you will consider the ways you can love how Jesus describes love in the Sermon on the Mount this week. As we've witnessed, we affect each other. So there will be ripples from your life and actions and you'll never know the full extent of those ripples. Some good questions to ourselves are, do we sow seeds of hope in life? Are we treating our neighbors as we want to be treated? Are we judging others and how they're handling the pandemic? Do we see people as opportunities to show love, offer grace and give hope? Or do we see others as a burden? Merciful God, we thank you for today. We thank you that we are all brothers and sisters in you. We pray for guidance and how we can extend mercy and grace and live out the Sermon on the Mount in our lives today and every day. We can't do it without you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you to everyone for listening today. On to announcements. The Early Learning Center is turning two, so we are celebrating by collecting items of black dry erase markers, burp cloths, tissues, sanitizer wipes, and gel hand sanitizer. If you could bring your donation to the church office, office that'd be much appreciated. We're going to be collecting throughout the month of August. Also, if you want to write a little encouraging note to the staff over at the ELC, I'm sure that they would greatly appreciate it. They do such a great job of serving the kids in our community. Next up, we are doing a Habitat build on Saturday, August 22nd. 
they have different social distancing measures in place and masks are required so it is it will be a safe opportunity to serve our community there are two different shifts from 8 to noon and then 8 to 4 and lunch is provided as well as a morning snack so if you're interested check out the e-alert and you can sign up through the sign up genius also, we have a fun event coming up, so please save the date of Wednesday, August 26th. We're going to be doing a Spread the Love scavenger hunt around Fremont, and then there will be a little ice cream social outside afterwards. So we hope that you will participate in some of these things. Also, this Sunday, we're going to launch a new way to sign up for activities and service opportunities at the church, so just make note of that, that a few little changes will be coming up. That is it for today, so thank you and have a great day.